Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,184. Everyone has one in 400 trillion chances of being born as who they are right now. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from Porter Ranch, California, Doug Brenninger. Hey, Doug, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Yes, I am. Let's do this. All right. Doug Brenninger is the founder of Notable Rides, which is a blend of his transportation design discipline and his artwork. He's a graduate of the Art Center College of Design in Pasadena, California, and he's a rare breed of automotive car world enthusiast that has a passion for blending his art seamlessly with the love of aftermarket design. He's known for his Notable Rides, a post-it series of cars he's created and worked on since 2013 that was born from his passion and enthusiasm for automotive design, art, and cars. He created over 220-plus post-it car paintings. I can't believe that. You've been a busy guy. All of which you can find on his website, NotableRides.com, and a whole lot more. So, Doug, I've told our listeners just a little tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment to share a little bit more about your career and a very obvious passion for automotive art? Yeah, I, I, you know, it's great to be on the show. Thank you, Mark. Um, Thank you. I have to say, breaking it down, yeah, notable rides basically stem from, as it said, just my passion for art and cars and blending the two together. And I think, you know, really bringing down the idea of car culture, you know, just my appreciation Mm -hmm. for everything cars um, and just every culture and expression um, involved. So uh, today, you know, uh, my goals for, you know, my projection for the next and upcoming year is, you know, first and foremost is I think everyone needs the necessity of making money to pick something such as the creative field. And everyone knows how hard it is to be an artist. Uh, I'm just figuring out the formula on, you know, making a consistent income, you know, and that's, yeah. you know, that's where all my energy and time is going right now. There you go. Perfect. Well, all you have to do, Doug, is go back and listen to probably about 300 artists I've had on the show now, probably more who have figured out exactly how to do that. And uh, maybe they'll help you along. And I'll tell our listeners that uh, I met this young man when I was at SEMA this summer, uh, or this fall, actually, I guess SEMA's around uh, end of October. And he was in the Meguiar's booth. I was visiting all my friends from Meguiar's car care company. Uh, I've had so many of them on the show. And he was doing an incredible drawing of Steve Cooks. He's another future guest here, award-winning Ford. And I went, man, I got to I gotta meet this guy because the artwork you were doing there, the drawing is fantastic. And you'll be able to go to Doug's show notes page on the Cars Yeah website and see what he drew at that booth. But as we continue on your journey today, Doug, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? Or the pencil pushing, I guess, in your case of the fine drawing you do. So, Doug, take the wheel. Um, You know, when it comes down to my mantra, there's quite a few, but uh, just recently, and I think this has to be my own or a culmination of listening to inspirational talkers, but what's 
really remarkable to me is that everyone, even you, Mark, has one in 400 trillion chances of being born as who they are right now. And to even try to fathom that, you can't help but think how remarkable you are and why not just do something remarkable for your life. So, you know, when my mantra is, it's like I'm 100 and 400 trillion people to be born, uh, chances of being born, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, so make the best of it. Well, thanks. Thanks for calling me remarkable. I feel so much better now. <laughs> that's pre- that's pretty darn cool. This earth. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's really true. And I think part of that, uh, from me, the way I, my takeaway from that is you're so fortunate to exist and be. And the fact that you should use this time that we have to your advantage, but also to help others, but also be the best that you can be at any given moment. That's kind of what I'm taking away from this idea. Exactly. Here. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're quite the artisan with the words. I, that's why I just draw. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, together we make a great team. I appreciate that, but you know, it, you're absolutely right. And then when you start to, to narrow that down to be the fortunate part of being born where you're born, uh, in this great country that we live in and all the things that the opportunities that are provided to us, I mean, that, large number you just quoted probably gets even larger when you start to think, okay, you got to be born into this country. And then you narrow it down to yeah. the family that you were mm-hmm. born into, the loving family that you were born into, and the economic situation, the socioeconomic. I mean, there's all these factors, but I get your point. Yeah. You are fortunate to be here. So do something with your life. And that's what Doug is doing. He's doing what he's passionate about and what he's really good at. And that's what makes Cars yeah, so darn special. Very cool. Well, let's go back in time and talk about a story that instigated your personal passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were indeed going to be a car guy? Um, I think I was very fortunate. Um, I would have to say, you know, I think any car guy can probably mention, you know, I think five years old is a significant number for most car guys when they find out maybe I'm geared towards, you know, no pun intended there, but, you know, geared towards this passion. <laughs> so I remember in preschool, yeah. it's just simply the fact that, during recess, I would run over to the gate. Right across the street was an auto parts like junkyard store, and I just remember these parts being there, and I was so fascinated with them that I'd go back to my class and just start drawing what I thought I saw. And yeah. you know that carried all the way throughout elementary, high school, and the rest is history, basically. So yeah. It, yeah. it's been lifelong. I, I was very few that get to figure out their their passion very early on, and to have parents that were very supportive of that just was a great formula. You went to Art Center. Now, that is a fantastic school, absolutely brilliant school, especially if you are wanting to get into automotive design, illustration, drawing, engineering, whatever it might be. That experience of getting into that school, I mean, was that by happen chance or how did how did you figure out that was a school that you should attend? That that all came by uh that came by the own investigation of my parents. <laughs> that going back to high school, I honestly in comparison to, you know, say my sister who, you know, was the academic overachiever and just very bright and intelligent, um, you know, I was more of the artsy kind of I was a I was a average student to be honest, you know, I wasn't really engaged with any other subjects except my art classes. So you know, my parents were actually concerned when I was about to graduate. And then they saw that I actually was excelling in my art classes. I loved cars. So they basically sought out a school that would pay to draw cars and do that as a living. And they came across Art Center. And they signed me up for a class at the time called Saturday High. 
which were offered to high school students. Um, they signed me up for my first class in my junior year. I took it and I fell in love immediately. And it was a nonstop endeavor to improving myself, um, getting a portfolio down so I can apply for school. So from high school to even getting into Art Center, it was a four-year process. Yeah, that's not an easy school to get into. Uh, I've had many people on Cars yeah, who graduated from Art Center. I've actually had some professors that are teachers at Art Center. And of course, some uh, really, really famous people like Peter Brock, who uh, went to school there. and. Mm -hmm. It's it's just an incredible place, and if you're into that, and you go to Art Center, I think the minute you walk through the halls, you go, "I'm at home. This is where I need to be." So you had some very smart parents, that's for sure. Have some very they, smart. They, parents. They're pretty, yeah, they're pretty good. Um, I'm for it, and then yeah. like I said, I was just very fortunate to have them be so supportive, and you know, be my number one cheerleaders and supporters. So yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, well, you know, I'm just realized, you know, people who go, you know, a lot of people who have children say, oh, I want to do art, you know, kind of. <laughs> yeah, they kind of try to steer them away because exactly. they're afraid there can't be a career in that. But you know what? I, again, yeah. I've had hundreds of people on the show who are automotive artists who are doing very well and following their passion. And more importantly, it's what they love, just like what you love. And that's the key. I mean, to that's combine what those two, you through. Yeah. that's what makes life special. That's the secret sauce to life. Well, let's talk about a challenge or a failure you may have lost or come across, I should say, along the way. Now, you're a pretty young guy, so you got a lot of life ahead of you, but no doubt you may have faced a challenging time once or twice. So I want you to kind of walk us through that specific event and then tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum as you learned from that and move forward. Um, you know, I, I'd have to say, you know, was, I'm not, it's, it's kind of, it's a somber moment, but you know, at the same time, I'm, I, I am seeing the positive side in reaching all that. And that was due to the passing of my dad three years ago. It was very sudden. He was very young still. And it was just very eye opening. you know, it knocked me down for sure. Um, you know, a parent's death is never easy for anyone. Um, and it put me in a very nihilistic state which was never like me. And, you know, everything I would do in life just felt pointless. And, you know, I just, I wanted to stop trying. But deep down inside, I, I didn't. I just kept persevering. But while I was doing my work, it was a duality. So going through that hardship and going through the struggles of attaining, you know, taking on new responsibilities, adjusting to a new way of life, understanding what was happening inside of me, a lot of introspection happened, you know, and I think... Uh, you know, a lot of questions arose that I was trying to answer facing myself and certain things um, that I was uncomfortable with. You know, those all just started culminating slowly but surely. It's still a process that I'm going through. But in the, over the three years, I've definitely I've, I've turned for the better because, you know, like I said, going back to being one in 400 trillion chances of being born, it is truly remarkable to me. And that value of time to me has greatly really dawned on me and therefore pursuing my passion, throwing myself into it wholeheartedly and understand this is what I am about because you just really don't know if life is promised tomorrow. So I just want to make sure that I am today. I am present. I am making the best of it. I'm producing what is what's in me. Sadly, it's just, yeah, I just, death really wakes you up. <laughs> You know, and uh, once yeah. closer, it's yeah. just—it's a reality check, and you can either you can either crumble or rise. I chose to rise. You know, suck there it up go. and take the hits. It, life only will get harder as you get older in time, and 
people pass away even more, you know, it just, it's just going to compound, but I think it's, it, it, you know, it had to happen at this time for me to understand certain things. So, you know, I, all these lessons I'm learning, I have to believe that in future down the road, it's going to help me. It's going to connect the dots and be like, Oh yeah, that, I'm glad that happened. Cause I'm able to handle this situation now. So it's well, just I'll looking at you- the long game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll tell you, I, I lost my father a year and a half ago, so my sincere condolences to you. I, I know what that feels like, and it's it's a it is a sobering wake up call. And we lost my mother in law this year. Um, it's just, yeah, it's really tough. Now, the thing I'll tell you that I learned from this, that I think you probably have too, because you shared that wonderful story about your parents supporting you in your creative role as becoming an artist and a designer, is I always think, what would my dad? expect or want from me at this moment. And when you say it that way, it's really easy to know what direction to take when you've lost somebody in your life like that, especially a parental figure, which is a whole different kind of relationship. So when you're trying to make a decision of what to do, should I get up and perform today and produce and be productive or laze around and do nothing? You know exactly what your father would expect. You know exactly exactly what he would expect from you. So it makes it really easy uh, in that respect. And um, that's a little thing that my dad shared with me before he passed about when his father passed. And then mm-hmm. he said, you know what, whenever I, I feel like I'm not doing what I really should be doing in my heart, I just think about what would my dad expect from me if he was standing here right now. And then it makes it easy to know what I should be doing, whether right from wrong, productive, lazy, whatever it might be. So I'll give you that little takeaway to kind of help you as you continue to to work through this process. But I appreciate you taking us to a very personal point in your life. Let's shift gears and talk about uh, a big aha moment in your career, in your life, a time when those headlights kind of steered you down a new path. What was one of yours? Uh, one of those aha moments, uh, I definitely have to say it was 2013. Um, it was my first art show. I had a friend who had a gallery, you know, he asked me if I wanted to do a little solo show. And of course, you know, I wanted to, I want to see what it was about. Um, this was a chance to show off my artistic side, mm-hmm. aside from the company stuff, the design work. And I really wanted to bring something that was very unique and different. And it just happened to be that uh, I think it was a couple months prior that I attended a little art gallery showing in um I think it was, uh, uh, you know, it's on the Santa Monica side, but it was a little gallery called Giant Robot, and they have a show annually called the Post-It Show, and where it's a whole bunch of artists, they draw on Post-It notes, and they're all put on the wall, and you can buy them for like $25, and I just thought it was the coolest idea. I noticed there wasn't any cars, but long story short, I decided, hey, I wanted to do my own little collection of Post-It cars and show that off at my gallery showing, so in four months, I came up with 50 paintings. Uh, had them framed, set up my show, and long story short, that the post-it paintings were the big hit, um, I'd have to say, of the show. And, you know, cool. people want to know if I was going to have more series created. And the aho moment was <laughs> I, I had a thing or a knack for miniaturization, but, you know, the idea of painting small cars was kind of like, I, it just dawned on me that was maybe my way I, you know, pun intended, was going to stick out especially with social media coming out at the time, like Instagram. Um, it was just, it just all connected there. So I, I nice. went full hearted it. Um, That's cool. That's that very cool. Uh-huh. I love it. Yeah. Big aha. Uh, what a wonderful opportunity. And I love the way that you grabbed that opportunity and created something out of it that led to something even greater and bigger. So very, very cool. 
I love that. And you can go to Doug's website, and I'll put a link to that on his show notes page in the Karjiao website where you can see examples of what we're talking about. They're very, they're very cool. I've looked at them. Really, really fun concept. Makes me want to pull out my post-it notepad and start <laughs> doing some drawing. So you've inspired me, Doug. Let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special vehicle, that first car that you got at some point in your life that really had great meaning for you. Uh, that's an easy one. Um, I'm, uh, that was a 1996 BMW 318Ti Compact. It was a hand-me-down from my dad um, in high school. And, you know, it had the M Sport packaging. It looked like an M3 from the front and everything. But the one distinctive factor is the car had nine inches hacked off the rear end. So, <laughs> But it was a very wow. quirky design. The hatchback look, it, you know, wasn't really popular back then but i'm looking at now and you know people are getting it so yeah um yeah. and it's a car that i'm still you know seeking after the after all these years so so is that your seller's remorse story the car that car got away from i you wish it was seller's remorse one? it was taken by a you know sadly a car accident <laughs> you know oh it, no it wasn't, it wasn't my fault but you know yeah um, yeah you know oh, i just I'm got sorry. done customizing it and uh, yeah. So, you know, and granted, I looked at the Carfax and supposedly it's, it's still running around. So. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Well, yeah, I think there might be another one in your future someday. It certainly I'm sounds hoping. like it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're at the end of the year here. 2019 is coming. I can't believe I'm saying that. What the heck happened to 2018? It sure <laughs> flew by way too fast. See, when you get as old as I, Doug, as I am, Doug, there's a natural Venturi that starts to happen and time starts <laughs> to get compressed. And you actually start moving faster. You think you slow down, but you're not. Everything's moving fast. Actually, you're not moving faster. Everything's moving faster around you. That's what really <laughs> happens. But I would love to hear what has you excited and fired up these days about this coming new year and your art and your life and your business. Uh, 2019. Um, honestly, I'm still just trying to finish 2018, you know, <laughs> on a strong note. But, you know, it's been a very blessed year in terms of just being able to hop off on my own and take this risk. And it's, you know, it's made, you know, Maguire finishing off the years with Maguire's at SEMA was, you know, definitely a yeah. highlight for me. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just looking forward to next year, just establishing more connections um, in terms of, you know, being able to use my, you know, unique talent to, you know, help out brands um, in terms of showing passion mm -hmm. as well as, you know, producing out my series six and post-its um, hopefully. And uh, once again, just leveling up as I always do. And I, I'd love to be able to push. I'm a big sucker or, you know, big enthusiast um, and being in such a digital world these days, I'm, I, I really want to hold on to the traditional techniques of drawing and working with your hands yeah. Um, you know, yeah. it's become, it's becoming like the lost artist, like, you know, pinstriping. So mm -hmm. just want to, oh, yeah. you know, and, you know, just hold on to, you know, it's just, there's a reason why Chip Foose is still, you know, people are amazed when he's drawing by hand. So, and I know you had Chris Dunnell up on the show and then him doing oh, his gosh. thing too. And he's incredible. Um, that guy, yeah. it's like, I don't think he sleeps. I think he draws <laughs> in his sleep. I mean. I follow him on Instagram and on, on Facebook, mm -hmm. and I'm just constantly amazed at him. And for those listeners, uh, pinstripe, pinstripe Chris, as he calls himself, go back and check out his show. I mean, it, he's a pretty good inspiration for anybody who wants to uh, be an artist. He, he's a great example of what a lot of my artist guests say and my writing guests say is just get up every day and just produce, 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 produce. 
Yep, That's consistency. Yeah, one Seat day time. consistency yeah. and just beat on that craft until you get to, you know, your standards that you're looking for. So, and then another artist off the throw out there, you know, Devin Hitchens, which, you, you know, if anyone's yep. gone to a car show or anything like that, you'll see that kid just cranking out work too and have people hovering above him, which is like every artist's like <laughs> pet peeve or annoyance. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, he just handles it with such, you know, grace. So, um, big yep. props to him as well. So Good mentors there. Absolutely. Well, we wish you the best success. Here's a very introspective question for you, Doug. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a car parked in the garage, what would you be and why? I would be a 1998 BMW E36 M3, simply for the nice. fact that 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 was a car that initially drew me in to BMW brand. Um, but at mm-hmm. the same time, understanding that design in itself, <laughs> it was already a 10-year-old design. <laughs> BMW kept it yeah. around, or it's even longer than that. But I just find that box shape just so iconic. And it's yeah. sophisticated. It's, it's, a, it's a little understated, but you could tell there's something very special about the car. I love the four-door aesthetic. Um, compared to the coupe aesthetic, um, simply for yep. the fact that I just love the fact that, you know, if I had to pick up friends, they just hop in. I don't have to get out of the car, move the seat forward, you know, just the convenience factor. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, and just being able to drive one and just understand, you know, it's still a very mechanical feeling car compared to today's day and age cars. That's still one of my cars I would love to, I would still find, love to find a low mileage and pretty decent shape <laughs> They're great. I've had two of those cars and uh, that's the car that pulled me into the BMW brand. I've had two E46 M3s as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've had other BMWs in our family. But uh, yeah, I love the M3s. They're just great all around cars. Yep. Take them to the track, drive them fast, drive them home, drive them to work on Monday morning. They're just fantastic. So uh, no doubt. Keep your eyes open. You know, those cars have become a bit of a collector car just as the E46 is starting to kind of come back yep. up in, in importance and value. So, uh, But I'm sorry, you can't have mine. Well, mine's an <laughs> E46, so y- you want the E36. Very different cars, but I think those two eras of design were really, really nice. Just crisp. I was just, just drove mine yesterday, and I was like, man, why would I ever get rid of this car? It's so cool. It's just exactly. it all. Yeah, I love it. Well, Doug, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. That's right, 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft has been manufacturing premium quality exterior and interior covers for over 50 years with a stellar reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit over 80,000 patterns and growing. They are the only cover I'll put on my vehicles. You can choose from a wide variety of fabrics, styles, colors, and more. From full cover designs for factory to custom-made vehicles, plus convertible top covers, trucks, truck cab coolers, motorcycles, scooters, ATVs, trailers, campers, personal watercraft, and a wide variety of custom features. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark sent you. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars 
with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Okay, Doug, we are back and we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Best automotive advice? I, I honestly can say I have not really received any aside from, you know, the typical be passionate and wholeheartedly about what you do and be the best at it. So yep. it's simple. Well, I'm going to give you some, I'm going to give you some automotive advice. How's that sound? I, I, I'll take it. You'll take it? Okay. Well, I've been, like I said, I've been around a little longer than you, so maybe I have a little more experience. I hope so. So when you start looking for that E36 M3, you find the best car you can afford. Okay? That's crucial in buying any old car. You find an original owner, as low mileage as you can get, as many options as you can get, and somebody that loved that car to death. And that's the car you need to spend your hard-earned money on when you find that, okay? That's honestly, that's solid. That is there you go. Solid, <laughs> there so. you go. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I I was stepping out a little bold there to be the guy to give you a little advice, but from a guy who's been there, done that, that's how you buy a used car. Uh, you buy it for yourself, and you buy the best one you can afford. And and if you can't afford it, save up until you can and pay cash. Don't finance it, young man. Pay cash. All great advice. Solid. Yep. Sixty years paid off for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, finally, you think I'd finally learned something. <laughs> Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? Uh, definitely. I, I think we've discussed it a couple of times already. It's just in, as Pinstripe Chris is, it's just wake up every day and produce whether you feel like it or not. You know, that yeah. is really just a big distinctive factor there is, you know, if you, you know, you can't let your feelings get in the way of it. So yeah. just keep yeah. the hands moving. Um, that's what's just been always kind of been my benefit as well as always trying to be a student. So. Always yeah, have an open constantly ear. learning. Yeah, yep. constantly learning. I tell you, I had Adam Carolla on the show. He's a pretty successful guy. And he told me something. He goes, you know what? When I get up in the morning, I get up early and I just start moving my legs. And I don't stop until late at night when I'm exhausted. And I do it again the next day. And I do that every day, seven days a week. I don't stop. I just keep moving. So, yeah, don't waste this valuable time. You are one in, what was it, 4.1 trillion? Is it, uh, what's 400, the number? 400 trillion. 400. That's a bigger number. 400 trillion. Yeah. So (laughs) you're lucky to be here. That's for sure. Very fortunate. Uh, Do you have a resource that you'd like to share with our listeners that you found really cool? Uh, Resources, you know, one book that I I will, you know, for anyone who's going to want to be, you know, this high school students or someone who's older and, you know, wants to be an aspiring car designer. I actually had one person get me a book called Ever Since I Was a Young Boy, I've Been Drawing Cars. 
um, and it's Masters of Modern Car Design by, I can't remember the name, but I know it's a long title, but the book is just beautiful, and it highlights, I want to say like seven, you know, eight designers that have quite a, you know, history of, in the design field and design some of the most iconic cars. And you kind of get to read in, you know, their design philosophy and their background. It's just, it's very inspiring. So if anyone who wants to aspire to do car design, highly recommend checking out that book. So. Very interesting book. I've got to get my hands on that because that's not a book that's in my library, but I've heard of it because of the unique title. Who is the author or authors of that book? Uh, well, the authors of the book are uh, Bart Leonard and Lise DeMole. So hopefully oh, okay. I said those correctly. Very European-sounding uh, yeah. names, but <laughs> um, yeah, those cool. are the writers behind the book. But I highly recommend and suggest that you know every person who's into cars or just appreciates car design, check out this book. There you go. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be? I want to say uh, Father of Streamline. I hope I'm saying it was Raymond Lowy, if I'm correct. Oh, Raymond Lowy, of course. Yeah. 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 I'd love to get <laughs> inside time. his head and, you know, Boy, sit down and have yeah. a drink with him and preferably a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> there you, you know? go. Yeah. Yeah. Raymond Lowy, uh, incredible yeah, designer, of course. And uh, yeah, he would be a very prolific cool guy you know? to sit down with. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, you can find these resources Doug has shared on his Cars Yeah show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com. Type in Doug Brenninger, B-R-E-U-N-I-N-G-E-R. Strong German name, and I'm sure I'm not saying it the way the Germans are saying it, but that's the way we say it here in the U.S., Doug Brenninger. And you'll find all these links on his page. All right, Doug, we're up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet. Doesn't matter where it is, who owns it, it's going to end up in your garage. But there are some rules to this little game here. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. That little trick's off the table. You have to drive it. No garage queens allowed here, so I want you to take it out and enjoy it. And it's the only collector car you can have in your collection, so choose wisely, my friend. Uh, I had to give this one some thought, and I hate to say it, but I'm a big, avid fan of the Ferrari Enzo. Ah, well, nice. I, I think the Ferrari Enzo is an awesome choice and for a couple of reasons. But before I tell you my reasons, uh, why do you like the Ferrari Enzo? Uh, when I first saw it in 2003, uh, I was just graduating high school, but also on my pursuit of trying to get an art center. And from what I remember, uh, designer Ken Okuyama, Uki, Okuyama, Okuyama, yes. He's been a guest here on Cars, yeah, actually. Oh, awesome. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, understanding, you know, granted he was a lead designer, chief designer at Pinaferina, but also to find out, you know, to be a Japanese designer working on an Italian brand, it's just that, it, the car was just, for its time in 2003, there was just nothing like it. Um, you definitely see the, the DNA of F1 involved. And of course, yeah. you know, one of my favorite F1 drivers at the time, Michael Schumacher, you know, had involvement. It's just the the whole look and presence of the car was just, it's it just made such an impression on me that, you know, that was always a car that <laughs> if I, yeah. I had to be asked that question, yeah, that was, <laughs> it was an easy one. And I definitely have to say that even to this day, when I do see one in person, I, 
you, you'll see me get giddy. I will stop mid-conversation. I'll ignore you just to go get a photo of the car, just to go be <laughs> nearby it. It's just, I'm such a fanboy. I fan don't doubt it. So. Yeah, it's an awesome car, and I love because it's kind of an analog car. It's kind of before all the computers got crazy. Oh, basically. naturally aspirated. It's like one of the final, yeah, and that was yeah. another reason that, you know, whew. Yeah, it's just Oh yeah, yeah. That's what makes it even more F40, cool. Yeah. Well, and it's basically an F one car under a street body when you really think about it. But uh yeah, Ken did a fantastic job. He was a guest on the show. You can go back and listen to my talk with him. I've run into him several times since then, mostly at the Quail, where he's brought some of his more futuristic and modern projects uh together. Uh obviously Peninfarina designer. He's a graduate of uh, alumni of yours from the Art Center, of course, where he got his education. And here's a little side note. His given name, his first name is not Ken. It's Kiyoyuki, Kiyoyuki Okuyama. That's his uh, real first name. So if you ever go up and call him Kiyoyuki, he'll go, oh, do you speak Japanese? <laughs> and then you're stuck from there, just like I did. So uh, maybe you shouldn't do that. So, uh, But he's a really great guy, incredible designer. And he owns a, an Enzo as well, by the way. So uh, he's I, got one I, parked in his as garage. As he should. As he yeah, should. As yeah. he should. Very nice. Well, Doug, you've taken me on an awesome ride today. Really enjoyed your stories. I want to thank you for sharing your journey. And you're just starting the beginning of a new journey here, which is absolutely fabulous. Wish you the best of luck. Could you give us a parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you head off into the sunset in your very own Ferrari Enzo? Be authentic. Be original. Just enjoy your individual journey. Don't compare yourself to others. Just enjoy your own. Enjoy the process. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. I love it. What's the best way for our listeners to follow along with you and learn more about what you're doing these days? Um, well, as you mentioned before, you can find me at NotableRides.com. Um, I'm also on social media, Instagram, my main primary, which is Doug underscore NR. Once again, Doug underscore letter NR. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you'll, that's where you'll see most of my latest up-to-date work. And if you want, also too, is I also have work, uh, my post at work being featured in the Peterson Museum um, gift shop, you can say, on the wall. So give it a check if you're out there. Absolutely. And the Peterson, of course, we've had Terry Cargis on the show, uh, several other people from the Peterson uh, Museum. Fantastic place. If you find yourself out in the Los Angeles area, go to the Peterson Automotive Museum. It's absolutely spectacular, especially now with its remodel. It's just incredible. Well, listeners, again, you can find these links that Doug has shared today on his very own show notes page on the Cars Yow website. Just go there and type in Doug or Doug Brenninger into that page. And I encourage you to follow along Notable Rides with what this young man is doing, uh, up-and-comer. Well, he's already there, but uh, still up-and-coming and being creative. I think you're going to have a wonderful time following his artwork. Doug, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. Truly humbled. You're welcome. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. 
For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.